We've got a call coming in from Utica, New York. You're on the air, caller. I just can't deal with it. All the injustice in the world, even on social media, there's just pain and violence everywhere. I've, I've got to drown out the noise somehow. I hear you. Are you a supporter of Bianca's law then? What's that? A law that would enforce social media companies to have a department dedicated to identifying and removing violent content or the glorification of violence. I've never heard of that. Who's Bianca? Her name was Bianca Devins. Warning, what you're about to hear is true. At Hookswitch Hotline, we delve deep into shocking true crimes, including murder, violence, kidnapping, mutilation, and sexual assault. Not for children or the squeamish. Some will find this podcast disturbing. Listener discretion is strongly advised. It was a case which rocked Utica. Today, on Hookswitch Hotline, Bianca Devins, internet star, influencer, and murder victim, and how the sharing of her horrific murder photos helped to create new laws and protections for everyone. And good evening, everyone. A community in shock over the horrific killing of a 17-year-old girl. Family, friends, and others holding a vigil in Utica tonight in memory of Bianca Devins. People from all walks of life gathering in silence tonight in tribute to Devins. At one point, a luminary was launched into the air while others held up their candles. On July 14th, 2019, I woke up, picked up my phone, and noticed that my group chat was buzzing about something. And I looked at it, and it, it was a photo of my friend, and it looked like she was dead. So I was reading all the messages, and they're saying, guys, like, in the Discord, someone posted that Bianca's, like, dead or something. And I was like, what? Some people in the Discord actually had to call the police. Utica police. Uh, good morning. I uh, believe someone may have been murdered. Okay, where? Okay, so uh, I'm on an online group and somebody posted a picture of uh, uh, someone getting murdered and I believe it to be a uh, Miss Bianca Michelle Devins. Before I knew it, the photo was being circulated around my community and then beyond it. Bianca Michelle Devins was born October 2nd, 2001, in Utica, New York. At the age of 17 years old, she met a man named Brandon Andrew Clark on Instagram. He seemed nice enough at the time, but little did she know this man would be the death of her. For years, Bianca had struggled with anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and borderline personality disorder. For much of her teenage years, she was in and out of the hospital receiving mental health treatment. In spite of these struggles, Bianca planned to study psychology at Mohawk Valley Community College in Utica. Unfortunately, Brandon would put an abrupt end to these plans. Brandon was 21 years old at the time. Bianca's mother, Kimberly Devins, said he seemed very nice and was even polite upon meeting her. But Kimberly feared he wanted more than just friendship with Bianca. Brandon's friendship with Bianca was described as personally intimate. He was even called a trusted family friend by one of Bianca's sisters, but some close to Bianca claim otherwise. There were rumors that Brandon was supplying Bianca with drugs in order to spend time with him, but Bianca did not wish to date Brandon and was not interested in him sexually. This would all come to a head on July 13, 2019, when Bianca and Brandon went to a Nicole Dallinger concert in New York City with Bianca's friend Alex. Following the show, Clark and Devins returned to Utica. 
The two engaged in an argument, likely regarding a kiss between Devins and Alex. Eventually, Clark began assaulting her, slicing her neck with a long knife that had been hidden by his seat. Devins died in the early morning hours of July 14th. Her body, nearly decapitated, was left in the car as Clark built a bonfire and listened to a song called Test Drive by the artist Joji. After Devins' death, Clark called numerous family members. His calls resembled a suicide note, prompting his family to call 911. He posted photographs of Devins' body to a Discord server, accompanied by the caption, Sorry, fuckers, you're going to have to find somebody else to orbit. A video of the murder was also created. By 7 a.m., Discord users had notified the police, who received numerous calls, including one from Clark, and made contact with Devins' family. In his call to the dispatcher, Clark said, My name is Brandon. The victim is Bianca Michelle Devins. I'm not going to stay on the phone for long because I still need to do the suicide part of the murder-suicide. When the police got there, Clark stabbed himself in the neck. He lay across a green tarp concealing Devins' body and posted more photos online. A suicide note and message were found, the latter reading, May you never forget me. The next day, police confirmed that the victim was Devins and charged Clark with second-degree murder. 21-year-old Brandon Clark was arrested in Utica on Sunday. Police say he stabbed 17-year-old Bianca Devins to death after they went to a concert in Queens on Saturday. He then allegedly posted grisly pictures of her body online. Several people, including Clark, called 911 to report the crime. Police say they found him on a street near a patch of woods. Clark was allegedly lying on top of a tarp covering Devins' body. Having had the knife and equipment to videotape the killing, authorities reported the possibility that he had planned the murder. Police Sergeant Michael Curley believed that Clark desired fame. I think it certainly has hit the entire community very hard to have such a wonderful young woman with such a bright future to be have that cut short is just so, so tragic and I think it's touched everyone's lives. Oneida County Assistant District Attorney Sarah Demelier claimed that Clark has given numerous explanations to multiple people. It was a case which rocked Utica. 17-year-old Bianca Devins found brutally killed in a car hours after attending a concert with a friend. Now that friend, Brandon Clark, has pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Clark slit Devins' throat and posted photos of her body on social media. Police then found him live-streaming his own suicide attempt. He survived. The motive for the killing, police say... Clark became jealous after Devins kissed someone else at that concert. He had made web searches on how to find the carotid artery, how to incapacitate or kill someone, and general searches for choking and hanging. After being charged with second-degree murder for the death of Bianca, Brandon's father, Jason Clark, made a public apology to the Devins family. He gave no reason for why his son did what he did other than that he snapped. Jason hoped the Devins family would find peace. He said Brandon recently texted him and said he was using LSD. However, Utica police did not believe Brandon to be under the influence of drugs during the murder. Jason admitted there was dysfunction at home. But he said his son grew up in a supportive family and was raised right. Brandon is the oldest of four children and reportedly he once saw his father hold his mother at knife point for several hours. According to court records, 
Jason threatened to kill his wife and then himself. He faced five charges for this incident. The Oswego County Court records show that Jason has been arrested at least four times since 1996. In 1998, he was convicted of burglary. In 2002, he was convicted of attempted criminal possession of a forged instrument. Then, in 2010, Jason got in a 10-hour standoff with Fulton Police. Despite Brandon's troubled background and Jason's apology, Bianca's friend, T. Parker, said, I don't think there is any way to excuse or apologize for something so horrible. No apology is going to make it any better. We just wish she was here. She was a beautiful person, inside and out. A kind heart, a friendly smile, very helpful, and she did make a positive impact on many people's lives. I was on Twitter, uh, as I usually do, just to gauge what stories are trending that day, and I saw that Bianca's name was trending. I didn't know very much at that point, just that images had been posted and were going viral on social media. And I just knew that I wanted to find out more. I think we were all just very confused. Someone saw something on the internet where they thought, you know, Bianca may have been hurt. I am Kim Devins and I'm Bianca's mother. After Brandon's post went viral on popular social media sites like Facebook and Twitter, Discord shut down the server Brandon used. As this photo is circulating on Discord and then to other social media platforms, the authenticity of the photo is being debated. A lot of people are unsure whether or not it's real. People were making memes out of the images. They were turning them into jokes. They were sent to me. They were sent to um, various family members. Instagram and Facebook tried to stop the spread of photos and removed Brandon's account. Images of the murder were added to the digital fingerprint database and Facebook blacklisted the hashtag YesJuliet. Instagram received backlash from users who tried to report Bianca Devin's posts and found that the company did not consider these violations of community guidelines. Even Nicole Dollinger, the Canadian singer-songwriter who Bianca saw perform live the night of her murder, pleaded for an end to the inappropriate posts surrounding Bianca Devins. Posts praising Brandon for committing murder gained traction on sites like 4chan and 8chan, as well as people harassing friends and family of Bianca. I just don't understand the cruelty and the emptiness in someone's heart, where they would get some kind of a thrill out of sending these pictures to a family. I remember just standing up and saying, no, it's not her stomped up my stairs saying it's not her it can't be it's not her it's not my baby bianca's sister olivia said that nearly two years after the murder people were still sending photos to her her stepfather reportedly has flashbacks from the ordeal bianca's mother kimberly said so many people have been affected by the pictures scarred for life and suffering from ptsd unable to erase the image from their mind and tonight, 21-year-old Brandon Clark of Cicero was charged with second-degree murder. He was arraigned at St. Elizabeth Medical Center in Utica, where he remains in critical condition. Clark pled guilty to second-degree murder charges mere weeks before he was set to stand trial. In his statement in front of the court, Clark expressed remorse for his crimes. I think I need to realize that what I did I can't undo as much as I want to, he said. I apologize to all the people that knew and loved her. I apologize to everybody affected by this, to everybody who had to see that horrific picture of her. I know sorry is not enough, and it won't take back what I did. I wish I had more to give. 
Well, under the plea deal, Clark will receive a maximum sentence of 25 years to life in prison. Authorities dropped a charge of promoting prison contraband. Clark allegedly created a shank from a toothbrush. His sentencing is set for April 6th. As part of his plea deal, Clark spoke in court about the footage of Bianca's murder. In the footage, as described by Lieutenant Coromato, Bianca is seen sleeping in the backseat of Clark's car when Clark wakes her up to have a discussion about an incident that he had witnessed earlier, in which he saw Bianca kissing another boy at a Nicole Dollenganger concert in Queens, New York. Bianca apologizes, but reminds Clark that they are not monogamous and, quote, basically makes it clear that they are not together, Coromato says. Devins confirmed this, saying that she'd had multiple conversations with Bianca about the nature of her relationship with Clark. Quote, she knew he wanted more, but Bianca just thought he was okay with being friends, and he never seemed to make a big deal about it. He was very, very good at masking who he really was, end quote. Ever since the death of her daughter Bianca, Kimberly's been an advocate for legislation that will increase action taken by social media companies in regards to graphic content. On behalf of Kimberly, Congressman Anthony Brindisi has requested the Federal Trade Commission investigate the case for full accountability. Congressman Brindisi said, what the Devins family has experienced is evidence of a system failure, a failure by social media companies and a failure in our society. The pain of losing a child is unimaginable, but to have that pain exploited on social media is a trauma that no family should ever have to endure. Together, Anthony and Kimberly introduced Bianca's Law on September 21st, 2020. The idea of this law was that any social media platform with over 10 million in revenue and 100,000 monthly users would need an office for identifying and removing violent content. The law would allow the Federal Trade Commission and any state's attorneys general to enforce any violations through civic actions. Congressman Brindisi said, this means we will have a cop on the beat for all situations where rules are not followed. Marianne Buttenshawn and Joseph Griffo introduced a law to penalize on a criminal and civic level for the spread of an image containing a crime victim with the intent of glorification or harassment. Because of these efforts, the New York State's Assembly passed a version of Bianca's law in January 2022. Even though Bianca was never allowed the university experience she had planned, a scholarship was started in her name for students pursuing a degree in psychology. Again, former Congressman Anthony Brindisi. Today, we are introducing Bianca's Law. Bianca's Law has two parts. First, accountability and transparency, and second, enforcement and oversight. This would require all social media companies with over $10 million in revenue and more than 100,000 monthly users to create an office that identifies and removes graphic content. These companies would also have to make this office's number public, report findings to their CEO, and create staff trainings and routine audits. This law would also have the FTC and state attorney generals enforce these guidelines and impose penalties. Brindisi says he will continue to fight for this bill so that no family has to experience this heartache again. In Utica, Jasmine Allen, Eyewitness News. And here's the latest on that legislation. In January of 2022, the New York State Assembly passed a bill that, if it becomes law, would create two new crimes. Unlawful dissemination of a personal image in the first and second degrees. Both crimes would be misdemeanors. The bill also grants the victims the right to privately sue for unlawful sharing of personal images. 
According to Assembly Records, the bill was passed with only two no votes. This bill is the result of the tireless efforts of the Devins family and their push for legislation to address the sharing of graphic images at both the state and federal levels. In a statement, Assemblywoman Marianne Buttonshawn said, Her death was exploited for likes and follows. After her attacker posted pictures of her body to various social media sites, nobody should ever have to endure a trauma like this. Incels and Brandon supporters aren't the only ones who wish to exploit the situation for clout. Recently popular YouTuber Gabby Hanna found herself in a feud with fellow YouTuber Angelica Olis for showing an image of Bianca Devins that was published in an article from Vox. Gabby used this video as an entry for her Confessions of a Washed Up YouTube Has-Been series. The video, entitled Turning Myself into an E-Girl, was posted on January the 23rd of 2020 and is still available, but is now unlisted. And the scene featuring Bianca has been edited out. Gabby claims that the situation was a mistake and that she has apologized to the Devins family privately. Angelica feels that Gabby is using the tragedy just for clout. Angelica once shared a controversial post Gabby made and claims that Gabby was being exploitive all over again. In response, Gabby said to Angelica, You, however, have ignored the calls of Bianca Devins' mother who has expressed the hurt you caused her. On June 30th, 2021, Angelica posted a screenshot of Kimberly Devins texting. The text read that she, Kimberly Devins, didn't feel that Angelica had harmed her family at all. Angelica also claimed that Gabby was the one using the story for her own agenda. The two YouTubers continued their online public feud. Finally, Kimberly Devins had this to say. All of this should have ended when I said I wasn't bothered by Gabby using Bianca's picture. As Bianca herself would say, shut the fuck up and act like adults. Let's Thank move you for on joining to us on this episode of like Hooks Bianca's Line. Please subscribe and come back next week where we'll delve deep into more graphic true crimes. With every crime, someone somewhere has more information that someone could be you. Email us at hookswitchhotline at gmail.com and call or text at 415-448-7263.